Hey, thank you for listening. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? I have over 130 different videos. I have videos with more scary stories told in the rain, scary stories by a crackling fire, and I also have videos that are less relaxing and more on the scary side. Go check it out, and please don't forget to subscribe. In the YouTube search bar, just type being scared. All right. Catch you later. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This happened a few months ago. My wife asked me to go to the store to grab a few things that we needed. No problem. Occasionally, when I leave the house, I'll go through the garage. So I grabbed my car keys and stepped from my kitchen into the garage. I hit the garage door button and stood there for a second waiting as it opened. I began walking through the garage and then ducked my head slightly to walk under the rising door. Then... I abruptly stopped immediately in my driveway. What stopped me? A man and a woman standing there, in my driveway facing me, about two feet away. This caught me completely off guard as you can imagine. I had never seen these two people in my life. They weren't neighbors of mine. They looked as they didn't belong. The man looked as if something was bothering him, and honestly, I might have asked him what it was if I hadn't glanced at the woman and saw that she was cradling a plastic baby. She was shushing it as if it were crying. I quite literally was speechless. After a few seconds, I instinctively asked, Can I help you? The man looked all around him as if he were lost and said, Can you give us a ride to the store? I looked again at the woman and she still, looking down, cradled and comforted her plastic baby. I responded as I walked around them to my car. No, I can't do that. That was all I said. I didn't give a reason why. And it's ironic, because that's where I was going. But I mean, no, hell no. I narrate scary stories for a living. There was zero chance that these people were getting in my car. The man looked mad at my response, almost as if a close friend of his had turned him down for the ride, like he didn't understand why I said no. As I got into my car and started the engine, I closed the garage door and waited there while it closed completely. The whole time I sat there, the man stared at me, and the woman never looked up from the plastic baby. I kinda laughed a little bit because this was so incredibly random and bizarre. They started walking down the driveway and then down the sidewalk. I pulled out of the driveway and called my wife. She answered. Hey baby. Hey, uh, make sure that the back door and the front door are locked, please. And the windows. Why, what's wrong? She asked. 
I told her what had happened, and she did what I asked her to do. I stayed on the phone with her until I got to the store and told her to call 911 if anything weird happened, and that I would be right back. Thankfully, the store was only a few minutes' drive from my house, but I couldn't stop thinking that the two people might return to my house, so I grabbed only one thing that was on the list and left as fast as I could. I called my wife back when I exited the store. Hey, anything weird happen? She replied, No. We hung up, and as I was on my way home, I remembered that the man had asked for a ride to the store. Just as I remembered this, I saw them both on the sidewalk walking toward me. The woman holding the plastic baby was walking with her head down, and the man saw me and started walking into the middle of the road. I swerved and drove around them slowly. He gave me a pure look of anger as I did this, and I left them both in the rearview mirror. The two of them looked like they had just escaped an insane asylum, and it bothered me quite a bit that they knew where I lived. I called non-emergency and told a police officer what had happened. He thought it was really weird as well, and seemed disturbed. He told me that he would have a patrol car look around the area. I never saw those two people again. I work in the woods for a living, and I've seen a fair amount of odd things. Carvings in trees, old beat-up cars, random weird trash scattered throughout the woods, and a fair amount of animal carcasses. I've had instances where I've gotten spooked, but I can recall the scariest time. I was working with a few other people at the time, spaced out of sight, but not out of earshot. I crossed over a little ridge at least two miles from the closest road, in the middle of the woods, and I saw what looked like a full skeleton of a cow, tied together with twigs and some twine. Whoever made it had fashioned it to be sitting on a log. They left a very neat pile of bones in front of the thing, and nothing anywhere else. I saw it, and about fainted. It was very odd, considering how far we were off the road, and how thick and steep it was. I ended up getting the folks I was with to come check it out. It was definitely the weirdest thing that any of us have ever seen. I'm not a hunter, but I do a lot of hiking and mountain biking in the woods. Nothing has ever made me not want to go back, but there has been some really weird stuff. First, there's just a lot of weird stuff in the woods like teepees, altars, shrines, etc. Some of it's pretty creepy, but I think most of it is just built by bored people who are just trying to make something creepy, so that makes it a little less scary. Among the strangest of these things that I've seen are... A large clearing of trees with all but one entrance blocked off by webs of red strings and a giant stone pentagram stretched across the clearing. A wooden tunnel leading into a small room containing defaced religious icons like a Buddha statue, crucifixes, stars of David, etc. And dozens 
maybe even hundreds of creepy Polaroid pictures hanging from the ceiling. Ones I remember include a close-up face shot of a girl sleeping, a guy brushing his teeth, taken from outside of a window, and a photo booth strip of two girls where one of their faces are crossed out, and I'm glad you're dead, written with one word on each picture, and a number of weird little shrines with creepy scriptures printed or scrawled into them. But what's a lot scarier to me is stuff that isn't meant to be creepy, like the aforementioned things hopefully are. I once heard a distant, panicked scream, followed by a crashing sound. I couldn't tell from which direction it came from, and I didn't hear anything else. I have no idea what it was. I think the creepiest thing that I ever experienced was one time while walking home from school through the woods. I heard people talking in the distance, and I couldn't hear what they were saying, but they seemed to be arguing. They were quiet for a minute, and then I heard them again, closer. The forest was really dense here, so although they sounded maybe 15-20 feet away, I couldn't see them or pinpoint exactly where they were. This time I could hear what they said. I heard a man say, It's messed up, you guys always make me. And then a different man say, Shh, someone's coming. And then I heard a rustling noise. I came around a corner and expected to see them, but I didn't see anything or anyone. I kept walking, cautious and trying to be aware of my surroundings. About ten feet past the corner, I saw something to the left of the trail that caught my eye. It was a bunch of stuff wrapped up in a big tarp. It wasn't completely wrapped up, and you could kind of see into it. All I could see was something glass, and I wanted to see what it was. I scanned the forest behind the tarp to make sure nobody was watching, and then stepped towards it. Suddenly, I heard one of the men say, Keep walking, very calmly. I looked back into the forest but still couldn't see anyone. And then I heard one last time, Go! I looked for another second, still unable to see anyone, and then turned and kept walking like nothing had happened. I don't know what was going on, but the whole thing gave me the creepiest vibe I've ever gotten. Frequent Colorado hunter here. If you go hunting camping anywhere within a mile or three of any road, it's always spooky, and most of the scares can be attributed to other people doing stupid shit. But if you pack up and head in deep, past 10 or 12 miles from any road, then you will find the spooky stuff ends, and the pleasant outdoors begin. People just won't go in that deep, unless they're headed for a popular lake or a peak. Even then, they won't stray much from the trail. If you're in that far back, and you do happen to bump into someone, they're usually just another outdoor enthusiast like yourself, who's paid the price to get away from the crowd, and you'll make a quick friend. But once, while hunting way, way back in, 
we found a camp that seemed to be abandoned more than five years or so. But it was the location that was scary. It made no sense. It wasn't by any game trails, water, or passes. It would be hard as hell to pack anything in there, and just difficult to hike to for any reason. There was no reason for where it was other than to get completely lost and off the grid. And it was well stocked with carefully constructed shelters, tables, a fireplace, and other amenities. The canned food that we found there was dated five years prior or more. And just the way the growth in the trees had moved in, you could tell no one had visited for years. Logs had been cut down and arranged all funny like in circles around the camp and fanning out for 30 or 40 yards. A lot of effort was put into it. There was also little wooden carved statues and carved symbols and shit everywhere. Some still hanging from branches. I've spent a lot of time in the outdoors and very little will spook me. This spooked me and how. We got out of there and promised not to hike that way again. I can find it on Google Earth, but you really can't pick anything out, and it makes me think it was planned that way. Trees for miles, so there's no way to land an aircraft of any kind. We thought maybe it was a growing farm, but there was no sign of marijuana plants anywhere. It wouldn't be a good climate anyways, that high up. I was stationed in Seoul, South Korea several years ago. I was taking a shower in my room, and when I got out, the word LEAVE was written in small letters in the fog on the bathroom mirror. I didn't have a roommate, because NCOs got their own private rooms. A little freaked out, I decided to do exactly that. LEAVE. I went off post for some Korean barbecue and wandered the city a bit. I came back a couple hours later to find the barracks was evacuated and half-burned to the ground. The fire was pinpointed to faulty electrical wiring that caught some insulation on the fire inside the walls. Something knew it was going to happen, and to this day, whatever that something was, it didn't want me to be in the middle of it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was 18, and my brother Chris was 16. I also have a brother, James, who was five at the time. We had just moved into an older house that used to be three apartments. We just about finished unpacking, and we designated our bedrooms. James' room was directly above the living room with the staircase. James went up to discover his new room, and Chris and I took a short walk around the neighborhood. We got back 
and we're sitting in the living room, just talking. My mom says that she's going to go get pizza for dinner, and then leaves. She took a fairly long time, which is normal. I think she really enjoys the small breaks that she gets when she can leave the house without James, and I never object to babysitting. Besides, James is plenty occupied with his new bedroom. Chris and I are just talking in the living room. James is super excited about his new bedroom. We hear him running and stomping around upstairs, opening and closing doors. Sometimes he slams the doors pretty hard, but whatever, he's just a kid. I assumed he fell asleep since the noise stopped eventually. I hear my mom's car pull up. I get up to meet her in the kitchen. My mom comes in carrying soda. James follows directly behind her, carrying the food. She took him with her to get dinner. So, who was upstairs running around? Chris and I just looked at each other, taking too long to comprehend what was happening. I lived in that house for four years, and that was the only time something really freaked me out. I get insomnia. It was one of those nights, and I was sitting out on my back porch about 4 a.m. smoking a cigarette. It was one of those eerie nights where there's absolutely no breeze, and it's just completely quiet outside. We have woods behind our house, and as I was sitting there, I see this person making his way through the canopy of trees, jumping from tree to tree. 30 or 40 feet in the air. I was absolutely stunned and just sat there dumbly, too afraid and confused to even get up and run inside the house. This person or thing, or whatever it was, stops directly behind my house and looks at me. At this point, it's about 50 feet away and maybe 40 feet up in the air. It pauses for about 5 seconds staring in my direction. I'm absolutely certain that it wasn't an animal. Its body was human-shaped, and it definitely wasn't a raccoon, bear, or any of the other things people have suggested it might have been. But the way it was moving through the trees definitely was not human. No human, I don't care how adroit they are, could move like that. It was too dark to make out much detail of the face, clothing, or anything like that. After about five seconds of looking at me, it turns away and takes off the same way it had been going before, just leaping from tree to tree at a fast pace. Within a few more seconds, it was out of sight. I was driving down a dark back road with zero light aside from my headlights when I was 16 years old. I was with my best friend and we were joking and being teenagers when he says to me to look out for this box that was in the road. What I saw was a box slowly inching across the road. Now, this was a night with no wind in the PNW. There was clearly something in the box. I approached slowly, thinking maybe a raccoon or a cat was stuck underneath and needed help. 
As I'm pulling alongside it, my friend starts getting a little freaked out. I look at him, and the car is stopped now. And I say, Chill out, it might be an animal that's stuck or something. And he starts begging me to drive. I look over, and I see that it's not a box at all. It's just a piece of cardboard, stood up on end, just inching towards our car, slowly. We were right next to it, so there was no strings pulling it, and there was no wind, so it couldn't be that either. It took a second to register that what I was seeing wasn't normal, and once it did, I drove so fast out of there. To this day, I have no idea what it was that we saw. I had just moved into a tiny town that was literally in the middle of nowhere and had less than 100 people in total population. I was about seven at the time and I had overheard my parents talking about a dog that kept barking all night, keeping them up. I wanted to help them so I went out looking for neighbors with dogs to ask if they could maybe keep their dogs from barking all night long. So this particular town had a bad track record of houses catching on fire. So there were a lot of old half-burned or ruined houses that had just been left to the earth. This particular incident happened with one of these ruined houses. As I'm walking around, I hear someone call out to me. And I turn to see a very beautifully kept lawn in front of a nice white two-story house. There is a nice old-looking couple sitting in lawn chairs out front, and the woman is calling me over to her. I walk over to the fence. The woman asks me what I'm doing walking around by myself. I tell them about the dog and ask if they know about it. The woman says that it's her dog, and she will try to keep it quiet from now on, and then offered me a full-sized Snickers bar. I took it. I know, I don't take candy from strangers, but there was a fence, and also, like I said, it was a very small town, and I wasn't really afraid of anything happening. Feeling like I had accomplished my goal, I went home. At the time, I really wanted to eat the Snickers, but it had melted on my walk back, so I stuck it in the freezer to chill. Then my friend comes over, and we head over to her house, and I forgot about the candy. Are you wondering how the ruined houses fit into this? Well, when I returned home from my friend's house, I tell my mom about the nice couple and that they would keep their dog quiet. I tell her where the house was, and she looks at me really confused. What do you mean? There's not a house there. I would have shown the candy as evidence, but I had totally forgotten about it. After some back and forth, we agree to go on a walk tomorrow in the daytime, so I can show her which house I meant. The next day we walk down to where the house was, and there was no house there. The well-kept lawn was just overgrown weeds, and the house was nothing more than a pile of rubble. Only the fence remained. I ran home to show her the candy that I had just remembered about, and that was gone too. Was it possible that I was at a different house? I guess it has to be when I think about it. It has to be. Because nothing else makes any sense. <laughs>
even though deep down I know it was not a different house. I experienced something unnatural. This is hard to explain, but I want to try. In my childhood home, my bedroom was on the second floor, only one window. I was about 12, and my sister shared the room with me, but was at her dad's that night. I was getting ready for bed. My mom had me getting my pajamas and stuff ready, but the room was dark, and I hated when that happened, because I'd have to walk across the room to turn the light on and it always scared me. I walked over to switch it on, and I saw this human-like type thing staring into my bedroom from outside my window. Its face was unlike anything I've ever seen in any movie, or literally anything else before. I was on the second floor, too, and still somehow saw it so clearly that I remember telling my mom it was like it was floating. Again, it wasn't too late, and I wasn't even close to being asleep at this point, so it definitely wasn't a dream or anything like that. I knew I saw something, and it always stuck with me. I stood and stared at it for a solid few seconds, too, before bolting out of there. I remember the feeling as it stared back at me. I refused to sleep in my bedroom for about a whole year after that, and pretty much moved into the living room and stayed away from the windows. Every time I think about it now, ten years later, I still get freaked out. I still always need to make sure every part of all my windows are completely covered. I've only told my now fiancé about this, but wasn't able to explain it to them properly either. Obviously I know that this sounds, and is, completely ridiculous. But I've still never been able to explain it, or the feeling it gave me finally got the strength to Google this a few months back and read a bunch of stories about other people experiencing eerily similar things, too. So that, at least, was slightly comforting. I was house-sitting for a period of about three weeks during my senior year of high school. The house was on a road that led pretty deep into the mountains, and I was only needed because a neighbor who lived about a half mile down the hill got mad when the dogs barked at night. I dealt with some actual menaces, mainly scaring coyotes off the chicken coop. But the entire time I was there, I was never at ease. The house was three stories tall, with the main entrance on a porch at the second floor. The bottom floor was mainly like a basement with a pool table, and the door to the stairway was able to be locked, so I kept it like that. Finally, the top floor was just the master bedroom and a balcony inside overlooking the living room. Every night before I slept, I would take the dogs around the house to check every corner because I never felt like I was alone there. Finally, on the last night that I was doing this, the dogs and I finished checking the upstairs and were standing in the living room when the hairs on the back of my neck shot up and I swear that someone was on the balcony and whispered, It's a shame that you have to leave tomorrow. 
I grabbed the pellet gun for the coyotes and sprinted back up there with the dogs. And there was nothing there. Everything was exactly as it had been the whole time I was there. My family has just moved to a new house in the suburbs after living in the city for a few years. The day we moved in, my parents decided to repaint my sister's bedroom before they settled in completely. We started painting the room, but realized that we didn't have enough to finish one wall. My entire family left and went to the local Home Depot to get the same colored paint. When we came back to the house, there were two distinct handprints on my sister's wall that we had just painted. No one had entered the house, but somebody had left the prints like they would on a cemented sidewalk. Except these handprints did not look like a normal person's handprints at all. They were elongated beyond a normal man's fingers and pointed. My parents made me and my two sisters put our hands up against the dried handprints on the wall to make sure it wasn't one of us. As soon as they realized that we didn't pull any sort of prank, they started praying. I'm not going to lie, for a couple years that house was full of some haunted stuff that I can never explain. To this day, I tell my friends what had happened in there, but they never believe me attributing a young age to maybe seeing or hearing things. But honestly, nothing can explain a bed spontaneously catching fire while not being anywhere near any sort of output or open flame or the dried handprint on my sister's room. When I was in sixth grade, my friend and I returned to school from a race at recess. We went to our class and found it locked, and when we looked through the windows, the light was off and all the chairs were stacked inside. We were really confused and checked both the gym and outside, but there was no sign of the rest of our class. We checked our classroom again just to make sure, but it was dark. We went to the office and asked where our class was, and the ladies in the office just kind of looked at us like we were crazy. They told us that they were still in the classroom. We told them that there was nobody in there, but they told us to return and go back to class. When we did go back, there was my class, sitting in the chairs, listening to the teacher lecture them. I don't know what happened that day but it was very strange, to say the least. I'm not spiritual. I'm not aggressive. My girlfriend and I were at my mother's doing our laundry, the washing machine and dryer down in the basement. We head upstairs after loading everything up and get to the first floor. The stairs enter the first floor into the kitchen, which is connected to the living room by a door frame without a door and a small half wall that had decorations on it, which you can see over into the living room and vice versa to the kitchen. 
These decorations are always changing, and I think at the time there was a birdhouse, candlesticks, and most importantly for this story, some long-legged leg and arm dolls. These dolls did not look creepy while sitting with all the other decorations, but if you found it in an abandoned house or a similar creepy situation, you probably wouldn't like it. You definitely wouldn't touch it. We walked into the living room and I told my girlfriend I needed to grab something from the upstairs bedroom. The staircase to the second floor is small, only eight steps, and are on the opposite side of the half wall to the kitchen, so right next to the decorations. I head up and grab whatever it was I was getting and start heading back to the stairs. When I get to the top of the stairs and look down, I see my girlfriend with her eyes wide open. Her mouth was slightly open in shock or awe. Her skin was pale, as if she was dying. She didn't make a noise at all. I'm moving down the stairs now semi-quickly, asking what's wrong and what she is seeing, with no answer from her. And before I know it, I'm at the bottom of the steps, with my hand on her throat. I was stunned. I immediately pulled my hand away when I noticed. It was not like a death grip, but I was holding on tight. I would never harm her, or anyone, especially in that type of a situation, or really any situation. I've never hurt her before. I've never choked someone before. I've never even been in a fight before. After I let go of her throat, she became more calm and was able to speak, but was still shook. I would be too if someone was just choking me. She said that the doll was sitting with all the decorations looking at her. It was facing away as she watched me trot up the stairs, and as I was coming back, she glanced toward the decorations, and the doll's head turned and looked at her. It turned as fast as a finger snap or a blink. She knows that I would not hurt her, and was confused as to my reaction of her being completely frightened, as was I. In my mind, I was moving down the stairs and asking what was wrong. I cannot explain what she saw, or why my reaction was to grab her neck. It's like I wasn't controlling myself. My reaction was confusion, and asking what's wrong. I'm not spiritual at all. If spirits, gods, and demons are real, then that might explain what had happened. Other than that, I have no idea. After it happened, we had both calmed down, and I remember looking at the doll. It was looking back at me. It felt evil. Sinister. I was working at a Starbucks in a busy metro area. It was being renovated, but we have a really tiny, crappy setup with which to sling drinks around temporarily. There was a bunch of partitions which made it creepy, so everyone felt like it was haunted. One day, the phone rang, and one of the supervisors answered it and said that a woman said she was locked in the bathroom and couldn't get out. That actually has happened in the store before. So I went and checked, 
and both bathrooms were empty. When we tried to star 69 the phone number, we kept getting a disconnected error. I honestly thought that the supervisor was full of crap because I just generally hated him. Then, a few minutes later, the phone rang again, and I answered it. There was a woman on the phone who sounded really distressed. She asked for Alejandra, who was another supervisor, and left maybe 20 minutes earlier. I asked who she was and she screamed, her mother. So I apologized and said that she had clocked out and wouldn't be back in, and she screamed, She's my daughter. I need to talk to her. She was clearly very distressed and crying. I tend to mind my own business. Family drama is family drama, and I wouldn't want someone to make a big deal about it. So I just texted Ali when I got off work, and said her mom called and sounded really upset. She immediately called me and told me her mom had been dead for years and wanted to know who had called the store. She sounded hysterical, and it really creeped me out, especially because someone had died in one of the bathrooms a few years earlier. They were doing drugs and overdosed. Either a very good actress who had personal information on the store was calling, or for 20 minutes our Starbucks landline was open for the dead to connect to the living. I get creeped out just talking about it. I stopped for the night at a motel in the middle of Pennsylvania, but was too tired to initially care about how shady the place felt. It was still a chain motel, but you had to drive through a long, unlit road to get to the entrance. I'm in the bathroom hand-washing a shirt and felt a coldness up my back. I ignored it at first, but then felt weird and was creeped out by then. I walked out of the bathroom to calm down and then I finally see it. There's blood on the wall. It wasn't much, but it was definitely there, and it was dried. My girlfriend had the idea to push a chair up against the doorknob so that we could sleep knowing that we'd be a bit safer. It must have been about three or four o'clock in the morning when we woke up to someone trying to open the door. It wasn't even like a drunk person stumbling around looking for their room. It was a quieter, stealthy, attempted break-in. Whoever it was tried and couldn't get in, and then they left. There wasn't much sleeping that night. There's no chance we'll return to that motel. I went to my backyard to take my dog out to the bathroom one night over the summer, and I also had to pee, so I went over by a tree to relieve myself. While I was peeing, I heard someone whistle at me. I thought it must have been my imagination or the neighbors or something, but then they whistled again, and I realized they were standing somewhere behind me. I froze in fear for about 10 seconds until I yelled for my dog and ran inside. I told my dad, the only other person at home, so he went outside with a gun and a flashlight. But there was no one there, of course. 
The next day I went out there, and I noticed that some of the bushes' limbs were pushed back and broken off in some places right where they were standing. I still have no idea who it was. It scared the hell out of me. It was around two o'clock in the morning. I took my clothes off and went to sleep. A minute later, something hit me in my head. It was one of my socks. When I take them off, I throw them in the corner of my room. So someone threw it back at me. But there was no one in my room when I turned the light on. It may not sound so scary, but you weren't there. No. There were no fans in my bedroom. There was no way that my sock could have hit me in the head unless someone was in my room. I went camping with two friends a few years ago. We went pretty far away from civilization. The nearest town had a population of 30 people and was an hour away from the lake where we were at. It was cool. I usually try to get away while camping, but this was the most extreme to date, and you could feel it. During the first night the three of us were sleeping in the tent, when I woke up to the noise of something brushing against the tent. Our tent was around five feet tall at its peak and whatever it was outside the tent was brushing against it near the top. I have never in my life been filled with such true fear. I've camped a lot, and have had some run-ins with bears and other animals, and I've been scared before, but this feeling was different. I knew that it wasn't an animal outside. I stayed laying there completely still with my heart beating out of my chest, as whoever this was was methodically brushing against the tent. It wasn't making any other noise. It was just going back and forth, as if they knew I was awake and that it was scaring the hell out of me. I put my finger up to my face and made the shh gesture before slowly poking my friend, who was sleeping, facing me. He heard the noise immediately, and his face dropped. He was wide awake looking at me as we just stared at each other wide-eyed. He spent a lot of time growing up on a reserve in the accompanying mostly untouched land in coastal BC, but later explained that he never experienced anything like this before. So we laid there for a minute wide awake, practically shaking with fear, and then the next thing we know, we both wake up in the morning. We woke up at the same time, and immediately started asking what the hell that was last night, what had happened. We both felt so awake at the time, and we were having trouble understanding how we just fell asleep. We explained it to our other friend as he awoke to us frantically recapping the evening. When we left the tent and went back to the site, everything looked normal. There was a half-full box of rich crackers that we had left out untouched. The one thing that did look different is we had left a stack of red plastic cups out on the table and they were all melted on one side to the point where we couldn't pull them out because they had a new indented mold. 
We spent the whole day trying to figure out how possibly that could have occurred. It makes no sense. It was nowhere near a fire. One of my friends fell very ill as the day went on. We decided to leave that site after that next night and camped the other two nights of our planned trip at a more populated site closer to home as we were all very, very uneasy about what had transpired. I'm not even sure what I think happened. All I know is that this is the creepiest feeling that I ever felt. Whenever myself and the friend who I woke up with get together, the conversation ends with what the hell happened that night. I got a very creepy phone call once. A distraught woman called me one day demanding to know where her son was, who had been missing for weeks. I had no idea who she was, and I certainly didn't know her son, and she was actually calling from another state that I had never been to. I asked her how she got my phone number, and she said that she found it written on a piece of paper along with my full name in her son's desk drawer. Needless to say, I was creeped out. I really didn't think that I could help her in any way, so I politely ended the conversation. For a while after that, I thought that I would be getting a surprise visit from some detectives or something, because all of a sudden it felt like I was connected to something sinister. But nothing ever came of it, and I never heard from the woman again. When I was around 9 or 10 years old, my family had a big family reunion at my great-aunt's house, a giant Victorian-era mansion with a huge backyard. I remember there was nobody there my age, and all the adults became eventually drunk, so I wandered around the house and quickly found the upstairs library that I thought was neat because it also had a back hallway with a tiny bedroom and full bathroom. I remember I was sitting on the library rug, I think playing with a black and gold check printing machine, when a kid in the hallway suddenly said, You're not supposed to play with guns, Bill. I wasn't playing with guns, and my name wasn't Bill. But I thought, cool, another kid my age. I looked back and didn't see anything. Then I hopped up and went around the door, but there was no one there. I went down the stairs and found my mom and asked if she had seen a kid my age, to which she said no. I looked all around, and there was no other kids my age. Fast forward, when I was a late teenager, my mother told me that her father, named Bill, who had died before I was born, had killed his friend with a gun accidentally when he was 13, in that house. Nobody ever talked about it in the family. Fast forward 40 more years. I was now driving with my great aunt, Bill's sister, who had stayed in that house until she was 90, back to her assisted living apartment. She was about 105 years old. I asked where Bill had shot that kid, and she said it was in the upstairs library.
This happened three years ago. I was half asleep and felt like I was being watched. I woke up completely and looked out my window and saw an old man hunched over, looking into my window, standing in the middle of my backyard. He was looking right at me. I rubbed my eyes and when I looked again, he was walking towards my window. I got up out of bed and was frozen standing in my bedroom. The old man smiled at me and then dropped below the window out of sight. I didn't sleep that night or the night after, and I never saw the man again.